everybody, it's He Yang. Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge, Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Li Yi and Brandon Yates in the studio. Coming up right now, the biggest ever antitrust case in U.S. tech history is unfolding, and it stars Google as the defendant. At the heart of this courtroom clash is a little word with big implications: default. Why don't users change our tech default settings, and how powerful is it to be? The consumer's first choice, and hiking in the mountain is a popular physical activity and leisure pastime for folks. As they say, no pain, no gain. To get that physical exercise in and witness sublime beauty of the great outdoors involve some physical strain. Now, some Gen Z hikers in this country embrace what they call a pain-free. Mountain hiking experience. What do they mean? Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. And if you have questions that you want us to answer on social issues, business, technology, or whatever moves your spirit, you can send those our way. There's a place to do it: ezfmroundtable at foxmail dot com. Emails are better. Well, emails are fine, but voice memos are always better because we are a radio show turned into pod. Podcast after all, now on Roundtable as we continue today's discussion, we're in a month two of a big showdown in the tech world, known as the United States versus Google LLC. This is what some American tech watchers have called the most important antitrust trial of the 21st century. And hold on, we're not even a quarter into the century yet, but you see how important it is in the eyes of these people. And the whole Case revolves around a single word: default. In tech lingo, that means the choices that come automatically, and users can change them if they want. But most people don't bother. The U.S. Department of Justice says Google paid billions of dollars every year to Apple and other companies to be the automatic search engine on their devices. They claim this keeps other search engines out. And Google, on the other hand, says they're just better. And if folks want to use something else, they can. <laughs> so, Lee, walk us through this ongoing high-profile legal battle. Sure, as you said, I think this case is considered as the biggest U.S. antitrust case in a quarter century, especially since the Justice Department went after Microsoft and its dominance of internet browsers 25 years ago. And the trial、uh, began on September 12 in U.S. District Court in Washington D.C. And this case was filed filed in the year of 2020 originally. So the Department of Justice alleges that Google has unlawfully maintained 
maintain this monopoly in the search engine sector as early as 2010 through paying off major technology platforms such as Apple and Safari to lock out rival search engines. According to court documents, the payments came to more than 26 billion U.S. dollars in 2021. And much of the testimony in the case has been held behind closed doors. And in the latest report, Google CEO defended his company's practice, saying the intent was to make the user experience seamless and easy. And also, the Google's chief legal officer also said that the lawsuit has serious flaws, stating that using Google is a user's voluntary choice. However, the Justice Department、uh, say that the search engine defaults produce a sizable and robust bias towards the preselected option. And also, the trial is expected to run for ten weeks, with several major tech executives potentially testifying in court. And however, according to AP, I think U.S. District Judge Judge won't issue a ruling until earlier this year, next year.、Mm, it's expected to be a marathon of a legal legal battle because that's just the way it is. Litigation in the U.S., especially such a high profile and a huge case as such.、Um, Brandon, so、mm. what were your initial reaction when you saw the big news? My initial thoughts were、oh, just a couple of big billionaire companies fighting <laughs> for who's better than the other.、Um, you know, look, I think if you have the money and the power to make your service the default setting, I mean, you know, good for you. Um, and it seems like seriously, a lot of, that's、yeah, your reaction. Absolutely. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're this massive company and you've got billions of dollars, I guess there's a reason that you're successful because people like using you, right? So、huh, that's a, I guess, may I say,、um, simple and straightforward way of looking、yeah. at things. Yeah.、Um, when I first saw this, my initial reaction was, "How did they get here?" And sure, like what you just said. Good product, but but there's all yeah you know the fun of roundtable and the fun of being <laughs> a, a journalist is to dig deeper for sure for sure yeah so I was wondering like why is it that Google has leveraged it so well、mm. to build this machine that、um, you can argue people just love using because it's the best option out there but with what the DOJ has brought a case that is in my opinion kind of Also pers- pers- persuasive in showing that hey Google you got here doing、um, some things that、uh, th- that might be a little bit、uh, snarky dark、mm. in the、uh, in the background as、uh, as all major companies do I suppose and let's get into it yeah one thing I can think of after well this is actually after doing a lot of research、um, certainly consumer inertia is part of the story because now this company is just that famous around the world and then it's The default option. It's when you think of search, that's the na- name that comes to mind. And、uh, consumers, yeah, yeah, consumers don't want to think too much when they just want to look up some stuff online. But also, may I just add one caveat? Well, ChatGPT、um, being added to Bing these days, and、uh, maybe AI has the potential of overturning this um, this. Uh, Custom、mm. that、uh, search has set up for the last twenty years or so. So that's one thing. But also, there is the fear of breaking everything, and this is coming from someone who's not that into tech.、Um, and 
Um, so basically, a lot of us might have had the experience of tweaking with the default setting of whatever device or website or whatnot that you've used, and then suddenly everything just broke down, and you risk spending hour, okay, an hour on tech support, um, and, and not getting to the ideal results. So then, why not just not touch it and just let it be, and um, and and you'll be okay. And you know what? Big tech knows that, and therefore they're not gonna go out of their way to make it easy for you. And I really enjoy this. Um, why would they? Yeah, why would they? Because yeah. they're 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 locking you in, and that's what they prefer. And I really enjoy this uh, quote or this um, analogy made by Gerald Spool, an established tech service design expert from the U.S. He said. This is sort of like going into someone's house and they tell you to help yourself to a glass of water, and you open up the cabinet. That seems logical to you, and there aren't any glasses. So you open up the next one. You open up the next one, and that's how default works. It doesn't. It's deliberately kept in a way to not make it very intuitive for you and us as the little user,、um, as the individual. You're powerless together. You have power, and that's how big、uh, tech companies or the companies with the power of default option, how they run the game. And also, one more thing that feeds back to what you just said, Brandon, about possibly this search engine just comes up with a better product because one of the reason is they have managed to construct a search feedback loop,、mm -hmm. and. It pretty much locks out every competitor because every time when you're using the product, every time when you're using the search engine, you're feeding more information into it, and it just gets better and better and better. And、mm. the competitors simply don't have that many users, don't have the traffic nor data, and therefore, how can you compete? So that's why default becomes so important to these companies because the more you use them, the more data they have on you. And the more you get locked into using their specific product, and therefore I pretty much summarized, or we've pretty much summarized, the U.S. DOJ's <laughs> argument against Google.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think,、uh, you know, as a, an average consumer here, I would wonder that, say,、uh, I'm given the choice of this default,、uh, and I think I'm, I'm say I'm using it, and then I think it's really good. However, I'm not really given. Other options, you know, at the、mm. same time. So maybe that's also why、uh, these big tech companies are making huge money from this default business because they are not really offering diversified options to consumers at all. So what is the argument、mm. from the DOJ? Do they want Google to offer more options to people? Like, it, I don't understand. Well, are they saying bad Google for being successful? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't necessarily think that is what they're saying. Isn't it?、Um, well, consumers are not being. Uh, are not given the opportunity to enjoy more of a. But is that、uh, Google's fault? Well, you isn't that the fundamental. That's the argument, yeah. Isn't that the fundamental discussion for a monopoly case?、Mm. And also, it's not like you don't see Google has a good way to fight back because it says we do have different options. There are different options out there. It's just、um, people don't. Go for them. For example, there's、yeah. the、uh, DuckDuckGo、uh, search engine. Never heard of it. <laughs> you see, but that's an, you, but it's an example of Google's power and success, I suppose. 
That, you know, we just see them as this. Also, the ills of it that comes yeah, with it is the sure. part that people needs need to know as well. And for um, certain, a lot of these other options out there, some offer that oh, we are better at um, helping you not leaving a trace. Yeah, and we're not selling so much data to advertisers. I mean, supposedly that is a compelling argument for some people to switch to a different. Um, Seller, service provider, or whatnot. Yeah. But when you look at the vast amount of users across the world, and then there are p- people like Brandon who do who doesn't know that there are other options existing, and then mm. that becomes a problem. But also, I don't it? see that as Google's fault, though. Like that's that's what I don't understand. I understand that they are paying other companies to make sure that Google remains the default setting, right? Mm. I think the. A very uh, important discussion here is to let people understand how powerful default can be. Because as uh, daily average consumers, maybe we are not really even aware of the power it could have. I'm certainly, I certainly wasn't. (laughs) So yeah, because uh, when you are given this choice, actually, especially when most people are making decisions, uh, say using their mobile phones and intelligent devices, um, the natural response would be go for the default choice, because you would just uh, think that it would be a better choice. Because Mm-hmm. Because it's recommended, it's being used by more people, so you think it's better. However, it may not be true. Maybe there should be more regulation of the default setting. For example, maybe Google shouldn't be allowed to pay other companies to ensure that they remain the default setting, or maybe there shouldn't even be a default setting. Maybe people should open up their devices and actually have to search for which you know, search engine they want to use and make informed decisions. And that's a good question. Also, that just makes me feel that Um, It's great in this world. We have different variety of choices and uh, on different continents, things are done differently in different countries. Presumably it can be done differently. And this uh, case that we're talking about is happening in the U.S., right? And uh, to the glee of some people, you can hear in my voice, and uh, to the despair of uh, Google's European arm, apparently the EU has said it's clear to Google that your default scheme or your default arrangement does not work in the European Union. So therefore, when you, let's say, uh, get a brand new iPhone in Europe and you, 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 the first time you take it out of the box and uh, turn it on, Google is not your default search what, engine. What would what would be the default then? You choose. Yeah, that, that, that's that's what I'm saying. So you know, I think that's the the argument there. I think there needs to be more regulation of the default settings, and it seems like that's what they're arguing for in the U.S. right now, right? It's not. I don't think it's necessarily against Google, and I don't think Google have to be blamed for the current situation. I think they just took advantage of a situation that they had the financial ability to take advantage of. So I think if you know the U.S. system wants to change. They, they shouldn't be blaming Google for taking advantage of the system. They should look at the system that allowed Google to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And how do you get there? Different countries have different ways to do it. And in the U.S., at least through litigation, it seems to be one way to fix things. And uh, if you look back to the earlier president of Microsoft, well, the company got 
um, broken down to different pieces, and one could argue that strained the development of the company in various areas, including search. Because also one thing that came out of this uh, big legal legal battle in the U.S. right now is apparently Bing is just not all that popular. And <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's really interesting to see that um, you know this case is definitely uh, unfolding in front of the eyes of those who are watching closely. But just to get back to one of those uh, interesting points that Li Yi just mentioned, which is essentially the power of mm. default, and it can work in a good and a bad way. And one of the supposedly good. Um, demonstrations as such, some people would accredit it to, let's say, in countries such as New, uh, the Netherlands mm-hmm. and Denmark. Apparently, they have a opt out instead of opt in organ donation system. So the default is that everybody will donate their organs when the day comes, instead of. Wow. Yeah. Oh, is 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 this? That's uh, crazy. I've never heard of that before. So you don't. So the default setting is when you die, your organs get sold off. No, not sold off. Well, d- donated to people that need them. Yeah. So you wow. enter this national system, and as you can tell from Brandon's reaction, this <laughs> is very contra- yeah. <laughs> controversial in many cultures, and no way are we even close to seeing that happen in our country, for example. So it's really interesting how the um, design of default can be used here, and how powerful yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes, and 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 I think the example you have mentioned exactly showing uh, default effect can be like having twofold uh, functions because uh, besides the example you have mentioned, actually, uh, say local health authorities they are using this effect to promote health and wellness among public. For example, you can uh, set healthier food options as default in restaurants or cafeterias, which could encourage more people to go for. Or healthier food choices that could be a positive uh, use of default effect, and also assuming another, those people want to be healthy, because <laughs> I can tell you there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> I think they would, because actually yeah. when you're opting for a default choices, it it could just cost you less lesser effort. For sure. Yes, and that could just encourage more people to opt for that choice. And yeah. also another example would be Disney. It has changed the default choices in its kids' meals from. Soda to juice and French fries to fruits and vegetables. Interesting. And guess what happened? Kids consumed 21% fewer calories and 40% less fat and and sodium. So that could be a positive side of the default effect. So、mm. I guess a lot of these big companies need to see that they have a responsibility that they probably don't realize how great it is that that default setting can really influence people's lives and not just influence the amount of money they make. Oh yes. And、uh, before we go, please allow me to. To、um, self-correct here, in countries such as Denmark and Netherlands, organ donation consent is opt-in, meaning people have to fill in a form and check a box to choose the do- to donate their organs.、Right. And、uh, stats show that their consent rate is around two,、uh, is around twenty percent. And it's in countries such as. Austria and Sweden, organ donation consent is presumed, and therefore people uh, don't uh, who don't want to donate their organs have to essentially fill out a form to opt out、okay. of the system. Interesting. Yes. So、uh, this is one of the.、Uh, 
court cases that I'm sure you will see updates in your um, social media news feeds and uh, it's an interesting discussion to have about the power of default and I hope that you feel enlightened and entertained to some extent after listening to it. Coming up next, we're going to talk about hiking in the mountains, pain-free. How does that work? Stay tuned. <laughs> Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Li Yi and Brandon Yates in the studio. Back in early March, a social media user known as Hungry Artist posted something intriguing. He and his friends enjoyed a unique, painless mountain climbing experience in Tianyu Mountain in Hangzhou for 20 yuan or less than three U.S. dollars, where they didn't need to use their hands or feet, but reached the mountaintop just by standing on an escalator. Many internet users were amazed, as it was pretty rare to have outdoors um, elevators for hiking. At the time, 520,000 young people quickly flocked to this post. And six months later, the idea of painless mountain climbing or mountain hiking became popular at several scenic spots, such as Shijianzhu and Tianyu Mountain. And these places have all installed mountain escalators that could take you straight from the base to the mountain top. Why? <laughs> Why is this world operating this way? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only for those people who want to enjoy the view at the top of the mountain. I'm yet that person. <laughs> yet, oh, you do. Absolutely. So you don't really want to experience the fun and the no. misery of hiking on trials. I think it's good to have the option. You know, sometimes I really do love having the experience of hiking and, you know, mm -hmm. the, the effort is sometimes more important for me than the destination. But there are sometimes, you know, times during the season or times in my life where I want to go to a location and I just want to enjoy the scenery but also have a relaxed day. So I think it's quite um, a bonus to have the option. But that being said, I also think it does have its its cons in the sense that people that want to be a little bit healthier and get outdoors for, 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 from a fitness perspective might be tempted to take the easier <laughs> route. Yeah. Um, and also, haven't we heard of cable cars before? Yeah, yeah. So how, okay, this is an escalator, so you're just standing there with one hand holding <laughs> on the rail railing. It must be huge. Yes, it's... Yeah. So massive yeah. and tall. They've got one at Long. Is it Longqing Gorge? Um, in just outside of Beijing, it's a it's a destination that have been Long Longqing Gorge. Uh, Longqing oh. Gorge. Yeah. Longqing Gorge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I there's an escalator. Suburban so, yeah. Beijing. Yeah. So there's an escalator that gets you ah, yeah. up there too. Yeah. You can <laughs> hike, but there is an escalator. But mm. I think for that mountain, actually, you can't really go to the top of that gorge. Yeah. By hiking because it's really steep, uh, steep, and uh, all the and all those rivers actually the correct or the appropriate way of enjoying the view inside that <laughs> Longqing, uh, Qinglong Gorge would mm. be. Uh, taking the boat. Uh, yeah. So yes. there's a boat option. There's an escalator option, and then to get to the very top, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a um, there's a cable car, like you were just describing. Right. Okay. So there's the Longqing 
Gorge,、uh, Longqing Gorge, and there's、yeah. the Qinglong Gorge. Yeah, I'm not sure which one I went. To. <laughs> I, I'm not sure which one you went to, and I've only been to the Qinglong Gorge, which is closer to、mm. the Beijing city center, and it's got the best cable car ever.、Mm. In the sense, it is scary being on there because it actually moves like this. Is it the multicolored ones? Like they're red and yellow and blue. Like there's different. I don't think、cards. it's that fancy.、No? At least the last time I went,、okay. it was not fancy. And I, if you have a fear of heights, then it's not a good. It's not the option for you. Did it go across a river? <laughs> See, I can't even remember now. <laughs> I think but, it's the same one. But the thing is, with the、uh, escalator, because、um, you're. you're Um, so from beginning to end, you're on ground.、Mm. You're standing there on this,、uh, you know, on the steps that are moving automatically up the mountains, trying to describe to people what an escalator is, and、um, and and therefore. Um, young people seem to really enjoy this idea as opposed to the good old cable cars. Because what's what's the fun in that? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I you know personally, I would have this guilt inside me if I really take these cables and you know、right. take these escalators when I went to、um, these mountains、uh, because I'm blaming myself not really having exercises <laughs> because I'm supposed to be you know doing that here.、Mm. So,、yeah. but I、um, mean, so it's not pain free for you. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> pain free for me. But I think it's pain free for some people. For example, for elderly people and and also for children, for certain groups of people, they are not really so physically advanced, and they really want to enjoy <laughs> the scenery. I think to have this option is always better because they are not really, you know,、uh, having this、uh, challenge of only choose from the default choice.、Mm. But you also get some people that are young and you know physically active and exercise every single day, and then. On the weekends, they 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 still want to hang out in nature and see all of these beautiful spots, but they don't want it to be added to their workouts that they do during the week. They want to make it as convenient and relaxing as possible.、Mm. So there is that side of things as well, where you get active people that want to be in nature, but they don't want to make it an exercise experience. They want to make <laughs> it like a leisure experience. Yeah, it's all now、um, sounding quite a bit familiar, or this is a common woe that. Urban young urbanites tend to express and share on social media. That is, every day is taxing enough. <laughs> exactly, and therefore don't want to do anything physical on the weekends or exert any <laughs> physical、uh, effort on the weekends or even when you are supposedly going to climb a mountain. I love the Chinese. It's passion. So it's、yeah. literally. It, it sounds like you're. On your hands and feet, climbing <laughs> and making that effort. I mean, can you it, imagine if there was an escalator all the way up to Mount Everest? I would, I would be the first <laughs> person on that escalator. That would be awesome. <laughs> and let me just be- waving at the people hiking up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great time. See you at the top. <laughs> yeah,、um, that does sound kind of nice. But let me just be the.、Um, Party pooper and saying the environmental cost true, that true. that's going to go into you know making buildings a facility like that and that I also wonder about these、uh, Chinese scenic spots you know it's a lot of you know steel and electricity it's a bit of an eyesore too it's not very pretty either you know it kind of I suppose it diminishes the the aesthetic element、um, of these venues yes actually you know because I I went to Bali、uh, earlier this year and. And in Bali, there's a very famous、uh, scenic spot called Penida Island. I guess、mm. it's a very challenging, actually, spot for you to get to the 
top and you can only previously you can only get there by driving and the, the road is really crappy and it said <laughs> that um, the local tourism operator is planning to build an escalator so that tourists tourists can really get to the top of the island in an easier way however there are people who are against this proposal because they are saying it could bring environmental burden right, right. and I have one slightly um, controversial question to ask you guys that is do you think this is an example of uh, young people um, going for the pursuit of rewards and pleasures without the inherent hardships of effort or sacrifice quite typical of young people these days a little bit but like <laughs> but like you said you know day-to-day life is hard let us enjoy our weekends pain-free <laughs> and that's it for today's roundtable you have a great day we'll see you next time